I want to commend this church, and I really mean this from the bottom of my heart, for having pressed to be praisers, having pressed to be worshipers. And I think that we have passed a test because of that. And I think that it not only is just like an attaboy that God's given us, but I think that there's something so powerful God worked in us as far as making us strong people by the willingness to go ahead and praise God. It would shut most churches down. I really believe this. Well, I know of a church it did shut down. If you got rid of all the instruments and the great singers, church, it would just fold because there are a lot of churches that are building, for one thing. They're not building on the, the Word. They're building on a musical gift. And then we know we had a church in Seminole. It was called Bible Way. And they had a great musical gift in that church. A pastor, actually, and his wife. And the musical gift far outweighed the pastoral gift and the teaching gift. So he played guitar. She played guitar. I think he played bass. And boy, they had voices. And boy, could they sing that country gospel. Of course, that attracts... People, country gospel does. In Alabama and Texas, everywhere, attracted people. And so they was running pretty good, you know, with this country gospel. Their son played the drums. All that stuff also attracts other musicians, as you know. The country pickers and the strummers and the fiddlers and the, all those things are attracted to that. But this church had been going before they got there. There was a woman, actually, that started the church, an older woman, she left the Hamiltons. I don't know if she died or left. I can't remember. So they took over the church and they had this gift and the church went well and they had crowds and they did well. And then the Hamiltons decided they were going to move. And when the music moved, the crowd went to nothing, as you can imagine. So they ended up coming to us. We were a church meeting in a storefront downtown that had used to have been a pool hall. Still had the cue stick holes in the ceiling. Hallelujah. You can look up and see where the, those are not glory holes. Those are acoustic holes, you know. Hallelujah. But anyway, so they came to us and asked, did we want to take over the mortgage on their building, which they, uh, they had a building and 20-something acres and mobile home, and did we want to take over their mortgage and just take up, and it, they only owed $30,000 on it. You talk about God opening a door. That was awesome, wasn't it? Boy, they had French provincial organ, French big, huge, white baby grand piano, all that they left. They left the typewriters. They left the lawnmowers. They left everything. And so that's how we got our building in Seminole for $30,000. And so that was awesome. Mm. So the bank refinanced it for us and but the music gift left. So my point is to say the music gift left a long time ago around here. And then I certainly don't have a gift for music. I do really appreciate and know the anointing. But that's it. That's as far as it can go. And I, I know the heartbeat of this church. And so I kind of know when a song doesn't fit us. But that's it. You know, I couldn't tell you what note this was. And I couldn't sing necessarily in tune, but it doesn't matter to me. And I'm just thanking God that y'all have pressed past all of that, all the circumstances, and you've been praisers. I think in doing that, we qualified ourselves for something that God's saying, okay, now here's an assignment. And the assignment is on this church is there's a new assignment. It's called praise. That was about a month ago that I shared that with you for the first time. And this praise is like a calling to praise upon us. 
and I see it on you, I can hear it in you. And so this word of praise is an admonition, it's prophetic, it's directional. It gives us direction as a church. It's specific and it's timely, but I want to add something to it. I said all that last time, but let me add one other word to it. It's necessary. I know that Mark Hankins' dad, B.B. Hankins, he used to say all the time, it's not necessary unless it's necessary. <laughs> I've studied on that quite a few times thinking, I don't know if I quite get that. But I think I do where this praise is concerned. It's necessary because it's necessary, hallelujah, that we take up this mantle and we be these praisers, not only in the earth but in Tuscaloosa County and in River Church and life-changing place for you too. On May 13th, the Lord spoke to me. I already had the word, but I was just mulling it around still. And the Lord said to me, I cannot get done what you have asked me for without your praise. And so I knew that it was a key for my life. I don't believe God can get done in Tuscaloosa, in River Church, without this place of praise that we are to go to. So I'll review just a second. Praise is God's nuclear power. We said that before. It's the dunamis of the Spirit. And this is what the Lord gave me. Praise causes a glory dome above us. And when he spoke this to me, he compared it to the iron dome in Israel, which is designed to intercept missiles. That's what they call their missile interception system is the iron dome. And it's designed for that. And this glory dome that God wants to put up over us is designed to intercept the fiery darts of the wicked one and to just knock them back before they ever get started. The Lord said it's the key that unlocks. And then I read a book and I was reading in this book that had a few chapters on praise. And it said it's the master key. And that just jumped out at me. It's the key that unlocks the key. Praise is. That was an answer to prayer for me because I've told you about the prophet saying I'm going to lay a beautiful silver key in your hand. That's been quite a few years ago. That was a Steve Sampson that said that to me. And it will unlock everything I've reserved for you. And I've been on a quest and seeking God for that key. And there were times I thought I found it. I thought, well, maybe this is the key. But it would turn out to be a key but not the key. But this praise is the master key. The Lord spoke and He said we are to excel in praise. And to excel means to go beyond, to project, to surpass, to outdo, to be choice, to be prime, to be admirable. And we're not to compete with each other or other people, but we are to be excellent in praise. Not only in the doing of praise, but in the understanding of praise. And to be excellent in praise, we're going to have to let the Holy Ghost be our teacher. I don't know how to do this, do you? You know, when we first got filled with the Spirit in 1980, there was a praise in the charismatic movement that we had not seen in the Baptist church. And so we learned some things about praise. In fact, one of the things that attracted us to get filled with the Spirit was the praise songs that they sang because we had only heard hymns. Now, I'm a great lover of hymns, so I'm not bashing hymns. But, you know, some of them weren't that great. <laughs> some of them are really good. You can tell when the Holy Ghost likes a hymn is when you're praising Him and you're in His presence and one comes up in your heart. And maybe you will, boy, I hadn't thought of that song in years. I have a lot of times songs we used to sing that the Holy Ghost will bring up as I'm in His presence and that will come up in my heart. Some that we sing now, but not as many. Sometimes parts of the ones we sing now do come up in my heart. This one we sang today, I want to sit at your feet. That comes up in my heart quite frequently. 
And so uh, you can kind of tell. There's a lot of songs that are out there today, but I was listening to Pandora Radio last night while I was preparing. I was listening to the Praise and Worship channel. They sing some songs that just, I don't think God likes them. You know, there was one on there last night uh, called Restored, and I just had this thought. I thought, you know, if the songs you're singing are about you, then probably they're not getting God very excited. He wants us to sing about Him. And sometimes those might be a little hard to find. Praise brings us to higher ground. It's the elevator. It's the elevator. It's the highway that takes us to a higher place. Praise reverses the current of negativity flowing toward us, whether that's somebody chewing us out at work or just maybe you walk in a room and you feel the atmosphere of negativity. Or maybe you're sitting in a restaurant and there's some sort of uh, negative music coming over. Me and Pastor don't hesitate to ask them to turn down the music or uh, anything like that. Some restaurants, we have literally got up and left before and they say, why are you leaving? Not with our meal on the table, but like sit down and go, this is awful. And uh, we got up and left and we told them it was the music too far out there for us. You can reverse that current with praise, even if you have to praise very softly, because praise releases a holy vibrations. It, it releases things into the atmosphere. It shatters these, these negative things. I believe that with just exuberant praise, I know if we could get bold in the restaurant, we could change things greatly. There would be a shuffle and a running and a <laughs> hallelujah. If you want some PC, some people running the Holy Ghost, just get bold in some restaurant or something. Which, you know, you go, well, that's just not likely or reasonable, but there's people out there that used to do that, like Smith Wigglesworth and Lester Summerall, and just get up and pray over the meal so loud that everybody in the restaurant is just... So it's been done before, I'm just saying. I'm not telling you you have to, but just saying. But moving on to some more things that the Lord wants to say. Praise changes us. As we talk of His goodness, His attributes in praise, which that's what we're supposed to do is praise Him for His attributes, we are changed into His image. Praise has always been the way to victory. We've talked about last time that in the Old Testament, I had the wrong scripture, it's Judges 20 verse 18, where it says when they would go into battle, they would say, who should go first? And they would say, send Judah first. Well, Judah's name means praise. His name is praise. For a long time before I really knew the Bible, I thought, well, the Messiah came through Joseph. Then I read the Bible and found out, no, Messiah didn't come through Joseph. Messiah came through Judah. And I was like, but God, because if you read Judah's history, um, not so stellar. And then you read Joseph's and he's like, man, he was just so godly. Joseph was. But God sent the Messiah through Judah's tribe, through the praise tribe. Hallelujah. So two important revelations about praise that the Lord spoke to me. He said, you cannot praise wrong. So don't be worried about praising wrong. We're all qualified. Uh, the Bible says out of the mouths of babes and sucklings, God has perfected praise. So you can't praise wrong. You can't mess up. You cannot do it wrong. That's what he said. Praise is the only thing Christians can agree upon. Therefore, it is the key to revival. And you think about, we can pray wrong. It's easy to pray wrong. Lots of people pray wrong. We can pray wrong. We can pray for healing and say, if it be thy will, and that's praying wrong. But you cannot praise God wrong. 
you cannot say hallelujah in the wrong way or praise you Jesus or thank you Lord or glory to God. You just cannot mess it up. And uh, you can even do it in tongues and, it's, and you've got it either way. The only thing you could do wrong in praise, maybe your heart not be fully in it. And that would be something that we would need to consider. Before you enter into praise, come under the blood and be cleansed before we praise. That's an important thing that I never mentioned. But before we enter in, we come under the blood. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, the last verse, it says to come boldly to the throne room of grace. In, verse, in chapter 3, it says that we enter by the blood. Read both those chapters, that's your assignment. And then you'll know what verse it was. Man's heart, every man, has an unquenchable desire to worship. Every heart of man has an unquenchable desire to worship. And if you sit down and think about it a minute, everyone is worshiping something. Every person on earth is worshiping something. It might be Allah. It might be Buddha. It might be the Dalai Lama. It might be a figure like that. It might be a little golden idol of some kind that they've set in the floor and they're bringing fruit to and, and putting incense in. It might be that, but they're worshiping it. Some people worship their children. Some people worship their grandchildren. Some people worship golf. Some people worship motorcycles. Some people worship football. You're worshiping something. And that's because we have this unquenchable desire within our hearts to worship. And God wants our worship. He created us that way. He created us to be worshipers. I want to give you some scriptures right now that support having a lifestyle of praise. And the first one is Hebrews 13, 15. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody just read that. Amen. Two things in there that really stand out to me is continually... So continually means continually and the fruit of our lips. So in other words, it's something that comes out of our mouth. And then Psalm 34, 1. And if somebody would read it. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. There we go again. Mouth continually. These things are standing out to us. That praise is something we do out loud and it's something that God has called us to do continually. Psalm 71, 8. And who's going to read that? Just take off. Amen. I love that. Let my mouth, my mouth all day, all day, my mouth all day. I'll tell you what, you get your mouth filled with praise all day long, it's going to change your life. It is going to change your life. For one thing, it's going to eliminate some other things that can come out of your mouth. The more you praise God, the more you sense His awe and majesty. I know that has happened for me in, since this last two months that God has really laid this on my heart. God's looking for a people that will praise Him. And it's going to be a remnant for sure. <laughs> you know, sometimes we hear people talk about remnants. And this is going to be a remnant for sure. But He's looking for people that will praise Him unashamedly, boldly, with heartfelt enthusiasm and devotion. Turn over to John 4.23. Heartfelt enthusiasm, emotion, boldly. John 4, 23. But the hour cometh and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship Him. He's seeking us to be praisers and worshipers. 
God's looking for that. And I think He's found it. He found it right here at River Church. It's a remnant for sure, but we're answering that call. That call to lifestyle praise. And lifestyle praise is more than just a few words of praise here and there. It's more than just a dedicated time of praise. And that is important that we begin to set aside time that we praise, whether it be for a few minutes or... But I guarantee you, if you'll just start with a few minutes, at first you'll be like, okay, that's over. Uh, but then you'll be like, oh, I'm not ready to stop. It will change your devotional time in that way. And it's also more than rising up in the assembly and praising Him, which I am very thankful for and proud of. But it's more than us uh, rising up in the assembly. And I want us to continue to, to be those overcoming worshipers. I think that's one of the reasons God's given us the assignment is because now we're going to have something to sort of carry our flesh. We're not going to just have to reach down in our spirit and praise God with just out of our gut and just in spite of the circumstances and in spite of who's here and who's not here because that's what we've done and we've passed the test. And so now God's bringing the help. But so now He's saying, okay, now I'm going to require something else of you because now you're going to have it a lot easier than you had it before. It's more than just rising up in the assembly because have you ever noticed the spirit does lift eventually when you walk out the door and you go on in. But mature praisers... We praise instead of complaining. That's what it means to be a mature praiser, is to praise instead of complaining. A mature praiser is purging thoughts and words and imaginations that are contrary to praise. And I found out in the last two months, this is a work. This is a discipline. And you know, I've messed up. I messed up on Friday really bad. I just nearly had a meltdown in Walgreens. And the praise was not... What was coming out of my mouth? Nothing else was coming out of my mouth either. That was one good thing. But I could have <laughs> praised my way through it, you know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And <laughs> one thing, it was just so blooming hot in there. And, you know, I just got hot and there's nobody to wait on you. And I was just like, I just kind of acted like a little kid would act. I just <laughs> leaned over on the basket. <laughs> I did. I leaned over on the basket and this lady said, are you coming out or going in? And I was like, don't talk to me. I didn't say it, but <laughs> it's like, where were you a while ago? Uh, anyway, but uh, so we purge our thoughts and our imaginations. Okay, it would have been a great opportunity to just praise the Lord, wouldn't it? And I just passed it flat up. And then I repented because it's like, God, you know, I hope they didn't get that on camera. You know, and... <laughs> You know, when we're famous, when we're famous, hallelujah, they'll be pulling that old Walgreens video up and saying, look at her, look! She... <laughs> Thank you, Lord. And Pastor was just acting like he didn't know me. He was down here, he was just down here checking out. Checking out in cosmetics because there's nobody else anywhere else. <laughs> hallelujah. Ah. Hallelujah, Jesus. <laughs> oh. I told myself later, maybe she was sick and had to go to the bathroom or something, you know. Anyway, it's living the Colossians 3.17 life. It's whatever you do in word or deed. Do it all for the glory of God. And certainly we know that that makes us have to mature. That makes us have to grow up. That makes us have to handle things different. That makes us have to choose praise instead of complaining, instead of murmuring and so forth. Being this mature lifestyle praiser is experiencing the letdown and still praising. You know, 
when you don't feel the Holy Ghost still praising, even when you go into His presence and you're at home and you're in your secret place and, and you enter in and you spend 15 minutes and you're just going to, I'm just going to praise the Lord for 15 minutes and that's all you do for 15 minutes. You don't pray, you don't speak in tongues and you do that and the Holy Ghost just doesn't seem to show up. We know He's there. Now we know He's there by the Bible, don't we? He never leaves it. But I like that, that Shekinah glory, that tangible presence of God, that felt presence. And Holy Ghost, most often, uh, He comes when we praise. He comes when we speak of the Lord and His goodness and we speak the Scripture and He shows up. But then sometimes He doesn't and there's no reason He didn't. And I look in my heart and I go, Lord, have I grieved you, Holy Spirit? And sometimes He shows me something that I have done, like, you ought to repent of this Walmart, I mean Walgreens thing. Sometimes he'll show me something like that. Or you ought to repent of what you said about this situation or that situation. And sometimes he shows me that. But sometimes they go, Lord, I'm clean. Holy Ghost, where are you? And it's like, just walk by faith. Just be mature. Just praise him anyway. Just praise God anyway. Hallelujah. So whining is not an option anymore when we go there. Lord, you mean... In April, you called me to something, and now you're going to tell me whining is not an option anymore? Oh, gee. You know, because we really enjoy whining, don't we? Don't you enjoy whining? I mean, I really do. You know it's very enjoyable. Kids love to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Teenagers enjoy it immensely. But we love to do it too. We love to do it, and we may do it in different ways, but we still do it. You know, this mature praiser is praising for nothing and yet still praising. Hallelujah. Now, I found since I started on this, okay, I'm going to lead this lifestyle of praise. I'll, I'll tell you, I'm doing well at setting aside a time in the morning. I believe I'm doing pretty good at that. I haven't made it every day, but I'm really pressing to do that. But what I'm not doing well is maybe continuing that all day long throughout the day. I do do it in spurts, but for it to just be a lifestyle thing that I don't have to remind myself of all the time, I hadn't got there. But I will. It will. Anything you do all the time is going to become a habit. It's, and I'm trying my best to do it from the heart all the time. I'm going to tell you what I've noticed in my life. And one of the things is, and we've prayed for this a lot, but I have been so joyful compared to what I was. I wouldn't say I'd totally arrived and I'm just like, a oh man, they're going to be giving me, boy, Miss Debbie is joyful, kudos. But I have been laughing and just feeling happy. It's just amazed me because I didn't know I was going to get joyful if I started praising the Lord. I've lost interest in some things, even some things that I was like, oh God, help me not to spend and waste time doing unfruitful things. Not bad things, but just, you know, waste time things. Those things kind of lost interest in me. I will start to do them and I'll go like, I am bored. I've eliminated, boy, I've just purged people that email me. And I'm not talking about people, I'm really talking about even just organizations and blogs and I've hit the, I've just hit delete or unsubscribe, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. Even companies that I'm like, oh, I'm looking at all the stuff they got on sale, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I'm just not interested. I just lost interest. I went into my TV and everything that's been recorded, I was like purging the DVR. It's like, I don't want to watch that. That's boring. And it wasn't like it was bad. It just came, became boring to me. 
So I want to go over this morning. There's something I really want to accomplish. And we were taught a lot about this during the charismatic movement. Uh, I say a lot. I probably heard it taught two or three times in charismatic days back in the early early days when the Holy Ghost was being poured out back in the 60s. Now, it's not the first time he was poured out, obviously. And that was the Hebrew words for praise. But I just realized there's a lot of people in here that have never known the Hebrew words for praise. We have a scripture for each one up on the screen. I'm probably calling you to read them too. But the first Hebrew word for praise is yada, Y-A-D-A-H, yada. Praise God. The yada, glory, to worship with extended hand. See, so sometimes you might wonder where we get some of this stuff. But we, that's also in the New Testament that men, holy men everywhere ought to pray, lifting up holy hands unto the Lord. So the yada, it also means to confess, to praise, and to give thanks, it's not just the extended hand. It's to make use of the hands in praise. To move them. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Holy Ghost is going to lead you to move your hands in praise. Now, you know, if you don't know this, you can be pretty stuffy as a Christian. Because I know there's been times when we've gone to meetings or something and there was somebody just... <laughs> you know, hallelujah. And we're like... Get a grip, lady. Get in your seat. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you understand, you just go, oh, she's just doing the yada. Hallelujah. Praise God. What's the scripture up there? Genesis 29, 35. This yada has the implication, and we can see it in that scripture very well, of absolute surrender. Here's Leah. She's striving. Man, she is striving because here she is having all these kids, and Rachel is still... Jacob's favorite. And hallelujah. So she said, now I got this one. Now I can praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, you'll find that all of her son's names have very interesting and meanings of how she grew and matured in the Lord. It's absolute surrender. It's make use of the hands in praise and to move them. Then we have the Tehillah. And that is T-E-H-I-L-L-L. A-H. And that is to praise with a song or specifically a hymn. Hallelujah. This is public praise. And that's in Psalm 22.3. If you see the word praise in scriptures, you have to look and see, well, which word of praise is this Hebrew word? And in 22.3, it's the Tehillah. Somebody read that. Hallelujah. God inhabits the Tehillah when we praise with a song or hymn in public praise. And then we have Barak, B-A-R-A-K, Barak. And Barak means to kneel or bow. It's an act of adoration. And we find that in 1 Chronicles 29, 20. Jacob, can you read to us? Amen. You notice that word bless, that word bless is Tehillah. And it means to kneel or bow. And it's in Psalm 103, remember? Bless the Lord, O my soul, to kneel or bow. An act of adoration. We confess that scripture. And when we do, we kneel, we bow. If you can't kneel or bow, then bow your heart. That's why we bow our heads a lot of times. We also note that it's not necessary to bow your head to praise, but to pray or to praise but it is right sometimes. 
And we for sure need to have times when we bow our heart and when we bow our heart and say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. And that bowing is that all that is within me. Glory to God. Barak. Hallelujah. Okay, then we have the halal. Halal, H-A-L-A-L. And that's where we get our word hallelujah, halal. And actually it's a celebration, a feast of praise, merry praise, holy joy, and laughing. And you know when that laughter went through in, what was that, about 96, 97, 95, where we had a move of God and laughter through, I think it's actually started in 93 in in, uh, Toronto. Actually, Randy Clark, Toronto Outpouring, Randy Clark, he was the one that was there as the guest speaker when the Toronto Outpouring came. And he had been in a Rodney Howard Brown meeting who came over from South Africa. Remember, he was a, a missionary to America and brought the holy laughter. And so we said, well, you know, is that in the Bible? Yeah, it's the halal. It's the celebration, a feast of praise, merry praise, holy joy, and laughing. It means to make a show, to boast, to be clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate. We need to get some of that in River Church. That clamorously foolish, to rave, to celebrate, glory to God. You lead. I'll follow. Let's draw straws, How can, and we'll find out who's going to lead this. Hallelujah. We just need to get bold, don't we? This, we just need to get bold. First Chronicles uh, 16.4. Anita Reed. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's good. So this was not just, thank you, Lord. We praise you, God. No, this was a wild, 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 wild celebration. First Chronicles 16.4. Todah is the next word. T-O-W-D-A-H. Todah. Hallelujah. The Todah. That means to extend the hand in adoration or agreement. And this Todah is the sacrifice of praise. We talked about that a while ago when it's not going right. When you don't have the feelings anymore. The Todah. The sacrifice of praise. The right hand. When raising the right hand, it symbolizes covenant. We often think of thanksgiving being a part, giving thanks as being a part of praise. And it is, and this is where it's at. It's in the todah, in adoration, in agreement. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 42, 4. How about, Lisa, can you read it from there? Amen. Kept Holy Day. Hallelujah. Praise. We ought to get, I think in our holy days, which is Easter and Christmas and any other holy days, we ought to get more of that in there. Amen. Might surprise some family, but some of them need to be shook up. Listen, God's shaking everything that can be shaken so that with that which remains cannot be shaken. You know, we're going to have to get serious about who we are as Christians and really stand up. Jesus is coming back soon and we're going to have to decide are we going to be oh I just don't want to offend them and let them go to hell or are we going to get them kind of offended, riled up, stirred up, mad at you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Okay, the Zamas is Z-A-M-A-S. Zamas. And this means to sing with instruments. To sing with instruments. Get your instruments out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Psalm 92.1. Joretta, have you read, read to us? Amen. That word praise is zamas, to sing with instruments. And then the last one we have is shabak. I'm going to do the shabak. Hallelujah. And that's, I hope we don't startle you. It means loud adoration, the shout, to proclaim with a loud voice. All you sweet little praisers that pray so softly, you are not doing the shabak. You are, we can say that you are not in compliance with the word of God. Hallelujah. So get out your loud voice. Practice at home. Shout. I was praising the Lord this morning at home and I was being so soft. And I thought, what's wrong? Why, why am I trying to be soft? They're in, you know, Pastor, he's on the other end of the house doing his studying. And so it's like, so I just started, hallelujah, shouting and glorifying God. Praise God to shout. It means to pull your whole being into it. And that's Psalm 145, verse 4. Go ahead and read that to us, Barry. One generation shall praise thy works to another and shall declare thy mighty acts. I liked this one because, listen, if you're going to sit and shut up, praise God, praise God, thank you, Jesus, glory to God, that's not going to do much for the generation below you. You're going to have to get these kids' attention. I'm talking about get their attention. Walking through your house and praising God and glorifying God. And you know, they'll get used to it. They'll get used to it. And they may think you're crazy, but you'll mark them and you'll be releasing stuff out in the spirit that'll knock off all that world off of them. Amen. Whew. Hallelujah, I'm excited about it. God likes to be praised for who He is, for His character. So I'm going to give you this morning, because we've got some time, we're going to look at some of the compound names of God. First, though, let's go to Isaiah 52, 6. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. You don't even have to turn there. Therefore, my people shall know what my name is, what it means. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, I am. He wants his people to know what his name is and what it means. Proverbs 30, verse 4. This is not amplified. Hallelujah. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name? If you can't tell. Now back in the early charismatic days, we learned these words. These words for the name of God. And I have often call these forth and rejoiced in them down through the years. So we'll start with uh, the compound names of God found in the Old Testament. God revealed Himself in the Old Testament as these and Jesus fulfilled every one of these words. We could find the New Testament scriptures which correlate with them and we may speak some of those. Jesus fulfilled every one of these words. And the first one is Jehovah Jireh and it's in Genesis 22, 13 and 14. Jennifer, can you read this? Abraham went and took the ram and offered him 
Jaira. Amen. That's the English way to say it, Jehovah Jireh. And that's, we have a song that says that way. I think in the Hebrew it's Yure. And so, but we'll say Jehovah Jireh. And it means the Lord my provider or the Lord will provide. And we know that Philippians 4 says that my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. God is still the great provider. And that doesn't mean just financial need. That's any need you have, whatever it is. He is the provider. And so we need to worship him and praise him, uh, you know, for being Jehovah Jireh. And then the next one, Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Rapha, and I know you're going to be more familiar with that one. It means the Lord my healer. And it's Exodus 15, 26. Sophia, can you read that to us? Lord that healeth thee, and in the Hebrew that's Jehovah Rapha. It may say that in the margin of your Bible or somewhere. Jehovah Rapha, the Lord my healer. 1 Peter 2, 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Jesus fulfilled Jehovah Rapha. Jehovah Nissi, this might be one you've never heard, is the Lord my banner. The Lord my banner. And go ahead, Ananda, and read this Exodus 17. Jehovah Nissi, the Lord my banner. Or you can celebrate the Lord my victory because they raised the banners because of victory. So the Lord my victory, hallelujah, great is the Lord and He is our victory. The Bible says He always causes us to triumph in Christ. Jesus has won the eternal victory for us. So He's the Lord our victory, the Lord our banner. Song of Solomon says, I am my beloved's and He is mine and His banner over me is love. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. I've got chill bumps and that doesn't mean anything, but I got them. Hallelujah. Then the next one is Jehovah Makedesh. The Makedesh, the Lord my sanctifier. Leviticus 20 Seven and eight. Let's read that. Uh, what about Anita? We'll keep. We'll go around again. Amen. The Lord, my sanctifier. And the New Testament says that Jesus has become wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption for us. He is the Lord, our sanctifier. Oh, glory to God. And then Jehovah Shalom, the Lord, my peace. And that uh, Judges six twenty four. Melissa, you want to read that? The Lord my peace, Jehovah Shalom. And we even, that's a very common word today. We hear Jewish people saying Shalom, peace. And we know peace means more than just internal quietness, but it's, uh, it means prosperity. It's wellness in every area. That's what the Jews say. It's wellness in every area. And Jesus, what is he called? The Prince of Peace. Glory to God. And then the next one is Jehovah Raha, I learned it Jehovah Rohi. Some people spell it R A A H, and sometimes I've seen it spelled R O H I. Jehovah Raha, the Lord my shepherd. Psalm 23 1. Madison, can you read that to us? A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. Hallelujah. He's our shepherd. And in John it says, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And uh, there's another place. I, uh, he is the shepherd and bishop of our souls. I believe that's in Hebrews. I'm not positive about that, though. Okay. And then the next one, Jehovah Sidkenu, the Lord my righteousness. And this is Jeremiah 23, 6. 
Eric, would you read that? The Lord, our righteousness, and we've already, uh, we know that 1 Corinthians says uh, that he became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. And then Jehovah Ori, this one's kind of new to me. I didn't learn this when I first learned these. Jehovah Ori, O-R-I, the Lord, my light. Hallelujah. Psalm 27.1. Debbie, would you read that? Amen. Isn't that a good scripture? Jehovah Ori, the Lord my light. And we know Jesus is the light of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory. That's so good. Jehovah Sabaoth. S-A-B-A-O-T-H. Sabaoth. S-A-B-A-O-T-H. The Lord of hosts. Isaiah 54, 5. Can you read that, Jacob? Amen. The Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. That is so good. The Lord of hosts. Hallelujah. He's the, Jesus is the captain of the Lord's army. Hallelujah. He's the Lord of all the angels. All the, he's Lord of all. He is Lord of all. They may not recognize it, but that don't make him mean he's not, does it? And then Jehovah Shammah, S-H-A-M-M-A-H, Shammah. The Lord my presence. Ezekiel 48.35 48.35 Barry, would you read that one? It was round about 18,000 measures and the name of the city from that day shall be The Lord is there. The Lord is there. The Lord my presence. Ezekiel 40.35 We know that uh, He never leaves us nor forsakes us. Jesus never leaves us and forsakes us. Now I'm going to go to Psalm 68.4 I talked about this a little bit uh, a while ago. And we've got it. I'm just. I'm gonna be finishing up with this. Hallelujah! And then we're gonna praise the Lord because I don't think we could hear this and then just walk out of the room. Psalm 68:4. So get ready to do the tada. Y'all are all like, what? Which one was that? <laughs> Psalm 60. Hallelujah! Which one was that? Hallelujah! Or we could go around the room. You do the Tadah, you do the Shabbat, you do the Tehillah. Psalm 64. Sing unto God, sing praises to his name. Extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name, Yah, or Jah, and rejoice before him. And if you notice there, in my margin, it talks about in the word, hallelujah. So it's the halal with Jah, or Yah, the Hebrew word with God. Yah was his, that's his sacred name. And all of these are his sacred names. Hallelujah. So we are to sing unto God, sing praises to his name, extol him that rideth upon the heavens by his name. So we are to use his name in praise. So we've looked at some of the names of God. And we can also think of the names of Jesus. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the King of Kings. We're going to look at that scripture. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Good Shepherd. He's Wonderful Counselor. Prince of Peace. Emmanuel, God with us. Hallelujah. He's the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. That's a good one. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
We said this one before, that he's the shepherd and bishop of our souls. Hallelujah. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. He is the one that was and is and is to come. He's the lamp. He's the day star. He's the bright and morning star. Lamb of God. He's the lily of the valley. Hallelujah. The rose of Sharon. Oh, hallelujah. So take those words. Take those places. Find them in your Bible. I've, what I started doing in Revelation and Isaiah is because, you know, there's a lot of other stuff in Revelation and Isaiah. Is I started putting a mark where the praise ones were and use those to praise Him back with. Ephesians 1 and verse 20 which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. So his name is above every name. He set him above every name that is named. And everything in the earth has a name. Hallelujah. Even when scientists discover something new, what do they do? They give it a name. There's names for comets that haven't come. There's names, hallelujah. There's names already uh, for everything. And so his name has been set above those names. Philippians 2, 9 and 10. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Well, now we already are going to bow. That's already one of our praise hallelujah. We won't be bowing the first time when Jesus appears. And we're not going to be bowing the first time. A lot of people might be bowing the first time. But we're not going to be bowing the first time. Glory to God. Psalm 83, 18. That man may know that thou whose name is Jehovah art the most high over all the earth. That men may know that Thou whose, name, thou whose name alone is Jehovah art the most high over all the earth. Did you ever think about that we do a lot of things to glorify man? We may shout at a football game. We may even clap. But, you know, we don't usually at a football game, we don't bow. And I was thinking about today the extended hand. I was thinking about this this morning. The the extended hand and the right hand being covenant. And when we extend our hand, we're speaking of covenant. And uh, I was thinking how we ought not to ever raise our, our hands to any man. And I thought about what Hitler required. Think about it. How he, he saw himself as a God. And he wanted that right hand. But hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, let's stand up and do the word. We're doers of the word. We're going to stand up and do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Shout with me, O oh God. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. King of all kings. Jesus is Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise your name. Oh, almost high. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory. I will shout to the Lord. I praise him in the congregation. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, your name is high and lifted up. 
Jesus, you are Lord. Blessed be God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I just believe you, Lord, that every person that has heard this, Lord, they're going to receive this as a word of the Lord to themselves. And, Lord, it's going to be a key and catalyst to victory. For even things we've prayed for long and we've prayed for hard and we've put all our faith into and we believed for and still we felt like the door didn't open. But Lord, you have given us a key to unlock the key. And so I'm believing you, Lord, Father, for these people that hear this, whether here today or by CD, Father, that hear this, Lord, that they will take it as a word and they will take, it, they will take up being lifestyle praisers, they will join a very small remnant in the earth, even among Christians. And Lord, we will praise you. We will glorify you. We will do it boldly and unashamedly. And Lord, we will do it when adversity comes. Ah, ah, we thank you, Lord God. Ah, Father, give us boldness. Give us, Lord, teach us, Holy Ghost, how to be these lifestyle praisers. Lord, we've really never known any. So lead us by your Spirit. I know there's been some, but I didn't know them. Lord God, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I want to act on something. I heard a word of knowledge for Lisa this morning, and I heard this. God said, my hand is a pointer. Tell her my hand is a pointer. And I thought of that scripture where it talks about the good hand of God being upon us. Hallelujah. So Lisa, the good hand of God is upon you. And uh, mm, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. It won't be what's going to happen will not be according to what man says, but it will be according to the good hand of God upon you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, I just felt led that, and I, you know, if you, if you... If you were the esophagus, I, I feel like there's probably more than one of those, or the uh, lower intestine, or the, um, what was that other? The pancreas. If you were any of those, or maybe, uh, uh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I want you to come up here. And I want us to lay hands and, and pray for those three things. Hallelujah. Praise God. Go ahead and come up if you are any one of those three. I, I feel kind of like that the pancreas might be somebody that we were to stand for that wasn't in the church. I, well, I'm not sure about that, but I felt like. So if you know that, you know who, you know that, who that is. Uh, yeah, that was right. Al, uh, what's his? Felix. <laughs> Robertson, okay. Come on, won't you come? Did you pray for him? You did? Hallelujah. Well, uh, two of y'all get together and pray for him, okay? Again, let's pray for him again. Hallelujah. And there might be others. And what about uh, anything, anybody else? Was that it? Hallelujah. I praise God. And, and, and it, hey, if the other is the lower bowel or the uh, esophagus is for somebody else, well, you can go ahead and come up for that too. Praise God. Uh, Eric and uh, Alyssa. Hallelujah. Come up and pray. Thank you, Lord. Madison, won't you help help them? Hallelujah. 
Uh, Jennifer, you want to come up and help? You can. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for healing. Healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Praise God. You're the healer, Jesus. You're Jehovah Rapha. Oh, we praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Kings, oh, halabate kebote. Nothing too hard for you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Every knee has to bow. Every tongue has to confess. Every name that is named. Oh, hallelujah. You are above every name that is named, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Praise God, yes. Hallelujah. Praise God. Halabati. Praise your name. Praise your name. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. God, you're good. You're good. Thank you for demonstrating your goodness. Thank you, Lord. You don't withhold anything from us, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ooh. Hallelujah. You're the way. You're the truth. You're the life. Jesus. Jesus. King Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus is King. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes, thank you, Lord. Anamate kebrate. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus, how we praise you. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory, all the honor. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise your name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus is King. Jesus is King. Jesus, hold up, I can be glorified, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, mighty God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. King of all kings, Lord of all lords, Jesus. Holy One. 
Holy One. Lord, you are worthy. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, glory to your name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. How we praise you. How we love you. Oh, Jesus. Oh, thankful for you, Lord. Thankful for you. How we need you, Lord. We need more, Lord. More of you, Jesus. More. More Holy Ghost. More. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, mighty one. Mighty, mighty God. Mighty God. Hallelujah. If anybody else needs prayer for something besides healing, hallelujah. If something besides healing seems like prayers right there with you. Y'all pray it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. That's over. We stop that now in Jesus' name. We command infection. You leave that nose right now in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of infirmity, the spirit of affliction that has brought this and, and reinforced it. Go now, leave him in Jesus' name. Infection, die in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, Holy Ghost, bring a healing anointing right now. I command inflammation to go. Hallelujah. Healing anointing. Go into his name. Hallelujah. You're the healer, Jesus. You're the healer. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, O Lord. We praise you, O Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I speak to his immune system. I command life in his immune system. I release healing and life into the immune system. I command all, uh, I, I just seem like I saw little bumps inside your, up in there. And I command all these little bumps to go in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Now like an inner rash. I command that inner rash to go in the name of Jesus. 
I command viral to die, bacterial to die, in the name of Jesus. And I release life. I release life. I, re I command clear breathing. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. You're the healer, Jesus. You're Jehovah Rapha. You're all we need. Thank you, Lord. You're more than enough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Anybody else need prayer for anything? Hallelujah. Praise God. Is there anything else we need to announce? Three more offerings. We can do that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anybody have something they'd like to say? Anybody want to decree or decre declare something out into the spirit realm? Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We declare. We declare it, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Yes. We declare opportunities for this week in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, God bless you. God bless you.